Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 140. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And as always, I just have to start by saying thank you so much to this whole community I am always so thankful for all of you just for listening and being so supportive, but I feel like since I've been sharing about just kind of how things have been a little tough around here lately, I, it's like I'm hearing from you guys more than ever, and I've been sharing on social media some of the more kind of challenging, difficult behaviors that we've been dealing with with Logan, and yeah, it's just amazing how there are so many of you out there who are in the same boat and you know I hate that any of us are are you know in a difficult season but having that support and just solidarity honestly does mean so much to me um and stay tuned I'm pretty sure next week is going to be the hot topics difficult behaviors episode so I'm going to talk about things that we've been dealing with things that are you know present now but also in the past any kind of like difficult or challenging behaviors and feel free to hit me up send me an email or a message if you want to share some of your child's difficult behaviors or things that you guys have been struggling with because you know there's some things that we deal with that maybe you don't but then vice versa there's behaviors that people have been telling me that their kiddo has that Logan doesn't. So I'm going to share some of those from listeners too on the episode just to kind of give a more broad view. So definitely, I mean, always feel free to reach out, but especially if you want to share what you guys are going through, I'm all yours always. And today I'm super excited about this episode. My guest is Emily Comer and she is just a delight. Emily is a listener who had reached out to me even before she had, you know, expressed interest in being a guest. She was someone who I had just like been in correspondence with. She is such a sweetheart. When I'm talking about like people who are supportive and and kind and just like in our corner, Emily is like totally one of those people. She is just like a ray of sunshine, honestly. She's always so sweet and sending me like such heartfelt messages. I, I really just adore her and I'm so glad that she was able to come on the podcast and to share her story. One of the things that she had said to me when she had reached out, ex, you know, expressing interest in being a guest was that she wanted to talk about the phrase comparison is a thief of joy, which she is a girl after my own heart. If you've been <laughs> listening or following me at all, you know that that is something I say often and it just, it holds so true to me. So I, I loved hearing Emily talk about it. We kind of get to that towards the end of this episode. Um, So definitely listen to the whole conversation. But we also just talk about her whole kind of journey with her son, Levi, who is so cute and just amazing. I loved hearing about all, he's really into animals and he just, I love hearing, I love everyone's stories about their kids. That's always like my favorite part is hearing like about their little personalities. I just think that that is like, it just makes me smile so much. So I loved hearing about Levi. But he's a little more newly diagnosed, so we kind of talk about everything leading up to the diagnosis, Emily's emotions around that. She has um, another son who's younger and, you know, just kind of like the differences. So it was just a really wonderful conversation, and I know you guys are going to love Emily. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Emily. I do want to just say real quick, we did have a little bit of a connection issue. There's like a little bit of overlapping. It's not bad at all, but... I just want to put that out there so when you're listening, you know, you know, sometimes podcasting, as I often say, I'm just a mom with a microphone and it's really just up to those podcasting gods, <laughs> the way the audio turns out on things. I'm not the most, you know, audio engineer over here, um, but I love this conversation and I just think that ever, everything Emily had to say was spot on and her message is just crystal clear and that's always what matters the most to me. So 
Enjoy my conversation with Emily. Hi, Emily. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, Megan. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to have you. So Emily is a listener of the podcast and she had reached out to me recently and talked about wanting to share her story, which I'm really excited because I mean, I've said this before, but I like having, you know, people who are at all different points in this journey because I think people listening are at all different points. And it's just nice to hear. I think every story, no matter like how different or similar it is, there's like pieces that we can relate to and take from. And your story is a little bit more recent, but I'm really excited to, to hear more about it. You've told me a little bit and I can't wait to hear more. So if you will kind of take us back to the beginning, I would love to hear. Absolutely. Um, So Levi, he was born in April of 2017, and I would say that first year, um, he met all of the major milestones. Um, The only thing, um, looking back now, he was extremely colicky, and he never was able to successfully breastfeed, and he also was um, a really, really difficult sleeper, but in terms of like walking and saying his first words at that first year appointment, you know, he did tick all those boxes. So he walked at nine months and I didn't have any concerns at that point. I would say it wasn't until um, around the time Levi was 18 months that I really first kind of had my first red flag. Um, He did not respond to his name. So you could like be sitting right next to him and say his name over and over and over again. And it was just like nothing. He did not look over. He didn't glance over. Um, So at his 18 month appointment, I remember telling the nurse that. But in terms of other milestones, he was still reaching everything. So they just said, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. And you know, we went on our way. So by his two-year appointment, um, Levi still was not answering to his name, and he had um, five words. Um, So at that appointment, the doctor diagnosed him with a developmental delay and a speech delay, and he referred us to First Steps, which is the early intervention here in Indiana. And that's kind of when we started that whole process of getting him evaluated. And looking back, there were other things that definitely, um, you know, had caught my attention. He went, he started daycare when um, he was 13 months old, when I went back to work. And we always knew that he like was the most behind in the class on speech, but around two years old, Um, They were not able to get him to nap at school and they were sorry at daycare and they were just having like a lot of issues. So we had to find other child care. And when he started this new child care, they had, you know, not been around him and it was completely new. So I think maybe they caught on to things that even the other daycare hadn't. But that first week when he started, I remember them asking me if he was deaf And they kept on asking me and I had told him, you know, nope, we got his hearing tested through early intervention. Like he is definitely not deaf. Um, And they just had a lot of questions for me. And then one day, like a week into him being there, they sent home like two pieces of loose leaf, like front and back with questions about Levi for me to answer. And I remember thinking like, huh, is this normal? And my best friend, her son, actually went to this um, daycare as well. And I asked her, I was like, did you get this paper sent home? Like, did you have to answer a bunch of questions? And, you know, she just kind of brushed it off. Um, She probably didn't want to worry me, but she's like, no, maybe they're just trying to get him to, you know, trying to get to know him better. So, um, you know, there were things like that um, along the way. But in terms of early intervention, um, he did get approved for um, three different therapies through First Steps. So 
from the time he was two to three years old, um, we did speech therapy, occupational therapy, and developmental therapy. Um, So he had three hours of therapy um, a week. And during that time, I did not see a lot of change. Um, It felt like anytime we gained a skill, we lost a different skill. And there was always just, um, I don't know, I felt like I saw a lot of regression, like he would get words and then he would lose words. But they always, we had like this huge, like, we just always talked about at three, maybe he's going to take off. Like that was such a big um, milestone. At three, you know, he may do this. At three, he's going to have more words. Boys are, you know, sometimes slower with speech. And then three came and he didn't have, you know, more words. At his three-year well check, he had six words and they were different than the words at his two-year well check. And he was no longer saying mama and he wasn't responding to his name. And so that's the first time that someone actually really said the word to me. And the doctor, I remember he looked at me and he was like, I'm sure you and your husband have talked about this, but I think it's time to get Levi evaluated for autism. And that really was, you know, like, I just can remember sitting in that room and a part of me was relieved because it gave me some sort of answer like, oh, so this, like, so maybe this is what's going on. Like, maybe that's why things have been so hard and we can't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just was in a way like a feeling of like, okay, maybe we are going to start to get some answers. And were you surprised when, when the doctor said autism or had you been thinking that? I was not surprised. So I have really bad anxiety. And so I try not to let myself Google things because then I go down like this rabbit hole. But I had Mm -hmm. already at one point Googled does not answer um, or like 18 months does not answer to his name. And pretty much the first thing that popped up was autism. And at the Mm -hmm. time, I think I just was not ready to even go there. But it definitely like there were some alarm bells like, okay, Um, but I also remember always telling his first step therapist, Levi's so affectionate. Like, I don't, I don't think Levi could be autistic because he's so affectionate, like with the people that he's close with. And looking back, that was just a stereotype that, you know, I think I had picked up on um, because obviously, you know, just because Levi's autistic does not mean he can't be affectionate. But I think in my mind, that was like a really big thing like oh he's too affectionate to be autistic but um yeah I definitely had thought about it but no one had ever said it to me and even at his IEP um evaluation they just they gave him his IEP was for um well is for um a developmental delay and language impairment. So no one mentioned autism at the IEP um, evaluations. It's so interesting um, that you say that about not answering to his name. That's how low it was. And my husband has said before, I don't know if you've listened to the episodes with him, but that was like the first thing that the first way that he thought that Logan was on the spectrum because he Googled the same thing and that's what popped up. And it was right around that. I think it might've been a little bit before. I think it was maybe around like 15 months that he Googled it. Um, and he always says like from that moment on was kind of when he knew that, that Logan was on the spectrum, but of course like him and I didn't talk about it. So I had my, my own kind of like research I was doing. And then Manny was kind of doing his own research and we would talk about you know, his, his delays or him being, we were starting earlier intervention at that point, but 
yeah, we weren't using the word autism to each other. So it's, it's funny you say that, but in some ways I am really glad that your pediatrician was the one to say, like, I think that it's time to have him evaluated for autism because like, I know for us, even at three, Logan's pediatrician was like, I will write you the referral to ease your mind. But she was not the one like recommending the evaluations. And it always blows my mind because I just think so often pediatricians are, you know, they're just, they're so versed on dealing with typical kids. I think anything that falls outside of that box, they just don't know. And they, and again, like kind of like how you're saying, oh, he's so affectionate. My doctor would say, oh, but Logan is so engaged. He's smiling with me. He's playing with me. I think she had like a very kind of stereotypical view of autism And I'm not necessarily faulting her because like pediatricians, their job is to take care of, you know, like pretty typical things. But at the same time, I wish there was a greater understanding of autism. So I'm glad at least your doctor had. Yeah, I was super relieved, like, especially after leaving the appointment and I Googled autism and let myself go completely down the rabbit hole. And immediately, I mean, by the end of the day, I felt like in my heart. I knew I was like, this is what we are dealing with. Like, and so I felt so relieved that I didn't have to like get him on board and like, you know, have to advocate for Levi, you know, and try to, you know, get that referral. I was really happy that, you know, he was the one who brought it up. And pretty much immediately after that day, it was like, I was in like go mode, like, okay, like, now I feel confident like this is what you know we're dealing with so like let's get the evaluation so that we can get whatever resources Levi needs and like start you know moving forward and so um, because I remember and I know I've heard you talk about this in episodes I really think so far of the entire journey the hardest part so far has been the waiting time between that appointment and actually getting the diagnosis because like I just wanted answers and I just wanted like to stop this process of like being in my head 24 seven and just worrying and all of that. Like I know there's so much that comes once you get the diagnosis actually getting the diagnosis it gave me so much peace because then I was able to just look at Levi for being Levi and not constantly comparing him to all these different you know milestones that they're supposed to have because up until that point it always felt like you know we had to focus on his deficits and it was does he have this many words is he doing this is he doing that and Once we got the diagnosis, I felt like we could stop putting all that pressure on like the milestones and start just focusing on where he was at and like creating our own attainable goals um, instead of like putting all this pressure and just like I always felt so worried about time frames beforehand because you know, especially in all those therapies that we were in, we talked about, you know, what they should be doing at what times. And we, and we never Mm -hmm. fell within that range. But then with the diagnosis, it was like, okay, like, things are going to look differently. So I can stop expecting to be on this path that we're not on right now. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I totally, I know exactly what you're feeling. Like there, there's this like on the clock feeling that you're like, oh my gosh, like these milestones are just passing by and like, we're still in the same spot. And it's nice to hear. I think it's really good that you had that realization. Like when he was diagnosed, I think a part of me had, had kind of already sort of let go of that stuff, like by the time Logan was diagnosed. But I think what really sort of solidified that for me was when I had my two daughters who are typical and did things like on a typical timeline, because I feel like even, even when Logan like wasn't hitting milestones and like was definitely, I'm using air quotes, but like falling behind, like, you know, with his typical peers, I still felt like there was, there was so much other stuff that he was doing. And I was so focused on like 
the positives always that I'm like, okay, well, he's not doing this, but he is doing this. And I, you know, I joke sometimes that I'm like Pollyanna and just like always so positive about everything. But like, that's, that really is just like how I view things. But for me, when I saw my daughters, you know, just like pick things up and like their, their words just, you know, piled on each other or like fine motor stuff, like waving or pointing. Cause they would, they would tell me these things, like kind of how you're saying, like, they're like, Oh, you know, does he do this? He do that. And you're focusing on the deficits. And I, it just didn't really click for me until I saw them doing all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, there are kids that just don't struggle with these things. Like there are kids that just, this cup comes easily. And I think that's what really made me see like, okay, Logan is really just on like a totally different operating system. And that was when I kind of like had that realization and really kind of gave myself permission to just like take him off of that timetable because I'm like, we're just, you know, like we're on a totally different playing field and that's okay. And it was actually a a really good thing for me to realize, but it took me longer. So I think it's, it's really good that, like you said, you realized that kind of when he was diagnosed. Yeah. It's really, it's crazy that, um, you were talking about your daughters and like seeing those differences because actually I was just having this conversation with my husband last night. Cause the last week has been like an emotional roller coaster because my son Griffin, who's 13 months, all of a sudden he's just like doing these things that it's not like we're working day and night on them. Like the other day I said, Griffin, go read some of your books. And he just like walked over and got his books out of the basket and started looking at them. And I wasn't expecting that he Mm -hmm. actually was going to do it. And it just caught me off guard. And, um, with Levi, we did a lot of sign language, but like it took like six months of working on it every single day and working on it during therapy for him to do the sign for please. And I'll never forget that moment. Like it was the most emotional moment, like the first time he actually did it. And the other day Mm -hmm. I was feeding Griffin. I was like, showed him the sign for more. And then he just did the sign for more. And then I showed him the sign for all done. And he just did the sign for all done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this like typical development? Or so that Mm -hmm. has been like, I don't think I was prepared for how emotional that part of parenting was going to be too, because it's not that I'm not like, I'm so happy for Griffin, but it is so different because like Levi, he works so hard for every single skill that he mm-hmm. gets. He works just, he just works so hard. And so it has been definitely very interesting to see the differences because, you know, when Levi was one, I thought, you know, he's meeting all of his milestones, everything. But now that I have a 13 month old and I'm looking at, you know, the differences it really is crazy. Like, you know, the pointing, mimicking, all that stuff that, you know, he's doing that back when Levi was a baby, you know, that just wasn't happening. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, like, I feel like you're, you're right on like the cusp of just probably seeing even more of that. Cause he is only a year old. And I feel like that that time from like, you know, zero to one, like there's still such a baby, but the time from one to two is like, it's especially because you're like me and your, your oldest is on the spectrum. Like I was just so unprepared for, <laughs> to, to like watch all this unfold with my daughters. And it was funny. Cause I was, I was prepared for it more with Layla because we'd already gone through it with Liliana, but even still, like it was, it was still like, it's, it really is mind blowing. And I always say, because Logan was my first, like he really set the precedent to me. So it's like, I almost still think of his development as more like normal quote unquote, because like, that was just like my first foray into, to mothering and parenting and like watching a child develop. And obviously it was very like atypical, but that was just kind of all I knew. So I always say, I'm like, the girls are like unicorns to me. Like, I don't understand like how, how they do all this stuff. Like I, we took uh, Layla to her first gymnastics class over the weekend. And it was crazy because like, she's never done. I mean, especially with COVID, like the poor kid never like gets out of the house and anything. 
she'll be three next month. And she's, she's never done like a mommy and me class. She's never done like a little baby gym class. And this is like, it, it was, it was a full on gymnastics class and she's right on the kind of the age limit of she could have done the mommy and me class. And they were like, let's try her in just like the regular, like kinder gym class and see how she does. And I was fully expecting the teacher to be like, yeah, I think she still needs the mommy and me. But then when the class was over, she was like, oh my gosh, she did so good. She kept right up. She was so polite. She said, please. And thank you. And I was just like, my mind was so blown. Cause I'm like, this kid has never done any classes before ever, like had no introduction to any of this and just jumped right in. Like it was no problem. Whereas like Logan at that age was, had already done like so much therapy was already in, you know, preschool doing so much therapy and, you know, was still like very, very far away from being able to do like an independent class. Like, I mean, even now that wouldn't be appropriate for him. So like I said, like there's, there's just, there's so many like spots along the way that are just like truly mind blowing, especially when you have, when you have, you know, kids like kind of on both sides of the fence. Yeah, it really is crazy. Um, I think about that a lot and I, loved, um, you know, reading your Instagram post that you had over the weekend talking about that experience and, you know, at gymnastics and just seeing, you know, Logan and thinking about, you know, how things are, you know, going to be different. And, um, like we're so early into this journey, but I feel like I already have had so many of those moments. And um, like the other weekend, we tried to go to Sky Zone. And Levi, like he is a sensory seeker. So that boy is jumping, (laughs) bumping into things like all of the time. And so I thought Sky Zone was going to be like his happy place. And the first 10 minutes were like blissful. But then um, he saw this certain course that they have that wasn't open for the toddler time and like he just could not handle that boundary and like I felt so bad because we ended up having to leave just because it was it was too difficult but he so badly wanted to have fun and he wanted Mm -hmm. to enjoy it but he just couldn't handle it and it was like you know because he looks, you know, just like any other kid, like, it was just such a weird moment, like being in a place full of people, but like, I had never felt like, more alone or more just like on another planet, because everyone was staring at us and like, just the looks and everything. And it was just like, in my mind, I was just like, okay, like, is, is this what it's gonna like, is this what it's gonna be like when we try to do new things and you know sometimes things go well and sometimes things don't and I know even with typical kids that's the case but sometimes that feeling of like is are things just going to be hard like sometimes it's just super heavy to really like feel those feelings and have all those worries Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and I think it's just like you said, it there there is gonna be those days, unfortunately. Like we're all gonna have those days where, you know, the cards are just stacked against us. But there there are gonna be those like magical days where, you know, you go to do an activity and it's just like amazing. I talked about this on a recent episode, but like we had we just had like a day to kill and obviously there's nothing to do right now with COVID. So we ended up taking the kids to the mall. <laughs> and like we it was I mean, it was so silly because there was like little very little to do like the playgrounds were not open and whatnot but even so just like getting out of the house right now is like so wonderful um and I was nervous because I'm like we had all three kids with us and we are just like a real motley crew um but we ended up having so much fun and it was one of those days where it was like we were just kind of wasting time like just sort of seeing they took us and we had an awesome time whereas like then there's those days it's like we have like some kind of planned activity and we're so excited for it and then it like all goes to hell (laughs) so you just never know like what direction everything is gonna go and you just kind of have to be prepared like either way like okay this this might be a total disaster but it might be great exactly and and we definitely have those days too especially like with therapy too like sometimes when Levi wakes up in the morning like I know immediately like immediately if I'm like okay this is going to be a good day or this is going to be a difficult day for him and but we had music therapy today and he was just 
not feeling it but last week it went amazing so it's really just yeah we just kind of take it as it comes and um he is doing though um so well he started um the special ed preschool program um in the fall and he doesn't cry when we drop him off anymore which is so exciting because he was in daycare for two years and every single day when I dropped him off he cried and it just like broke my heart and now that he's in this class like he runs up and he's smiling and seeing that, like, even though he can't tell me like, mom, I like school. I know from the way that he's acting that he likes it. And so that just brings me so much joy. And, um, he's a busy guy. He's in, um, five days of school week. And then he also has five days of therapy. So he has um, speech therapy two days a week, and then he has occupational therapy, um, behavioral therapy, and um, music therapy. So he stays pretty busy. That's awesome. I feel like we did get kind of sidetracked, which I love because we talked about good stuff. But do you want to backtrack a little bit and just talk about when he actually was diagnosed? Because it wasn't it wasn't too yes, long ago. Yes, absolutely. So Levi was diagnosed um, at the end of September. So um, it is still very recent. Um, it was pretty crazy getting the diagnosis during COVID because um First thing, the appointment had to be like um, scheduled a little bit farther back because they were still wanting people to wear masks during the appointment. And I knew with Levi's sensory stuff that he was not going to be able to tolerate that. Um, And so then Mm -hmm. we had an appointment set for August um, and we my family actually had COVID. So we were so we had to miss his initial his well his first diagnosis appointment that we were supposed to have and so um once we were finally able to get it um we got that and then we immediately started the process of getting in all of the um outpatient therapies and so we got those going and then we also through the school district um we got Levi, um, he also has an AAC device. So that is more recent. So he um, has LAMP. So we've been working on that with his speech therapist. And I actually, um, I really do love um, the device. When we went to Target this weekend, he was able to tell me like that he wanted to go get Legos where normally, you know, we wouldn't be able to tell exactly what it is you know that he's pointing at so Levi um I wouldn't call him verbal like but he's not completely nonverbal. he does have um you know some words that he says spontaneously but most of Levi's speech is prompted so you know I can get him to say a whole sentence one word at a time so sometimes um that can feel a little heavy because it's almost like you're their voice and you want to make sure that you're actually trying to get them to say what it is that they want. Um, So the device has really helped with that because I used to feel like every single day was just like a guessing game. And now he's able to actually like point out like, this is what I want to eat or this is what I want to watch. Um, And so that's been really exciting um, to see, you know, at least get some sort of glimpse into what it is, you know, that he's thinking or that he wants. Um, So that's been really nice. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I I love that. Like you said, he he went to Target and told you he wanted those because I'm sure it's like, that's amazing for you. But it's like, just think about how awesome that is for him. Because normally it's like he'd be at Target and he's probably thinking, oh, I really want Legos. But, you know, if he doesn't have a means to tell you that, like, I I mean, as someone who talks literally nonstop, (laughs) that's just like always on my mind um, with Logan and just wondering, like, 
just what would it be like if I had all these things that I wanted to tell people or say, or just, you know, verbalize and, and I wasn't able to. So I, that's, I know I'm so thankful for, for his device that it's like you said, really given him a voice and I'm so happy for you and Levi. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It really, um, it is crazy. Uh, just, I think about all the time. I'm like, Levi's behavior is amazing for the amount of communication that he has. Like I would be so frustrated you know, if I were, mm-hmm. especially before he had the device, like, no, I don't want to eat that. I, this is what I want. But he wasn't able to tell us that. Um, a really cool thing that the device brought about was, so Levi, he loves animals, um, like to the next level. And so he, he also loves YouTube. So now he can tell us, you know, what animal videos he wants to watch on YouTube. So he went through this phase recently where all he wanted to watch was videos of pandas um, living in like sanctuaries. So it was just like a lot of these videos, you know, they had subtitles because they were in a different language. And it was just like conservationists talking about pandas and what we need to do to like, you know, Uh, keep them thriving and my mind is just blown because I'm like it's I just wish I knew what he was thinking that he loves these so much but right now he's moved on to he likes to watch videos comparing lions to tigers so (laughs) yes so we know a lot about lions and tigers in our household but he'll bring me his device and like try to press on lion and tiger at the same time prompting me to like find those certain videos um but yeah he spends a lot of his time like crawling around acting like he's a tiger um which is amazing he's he's a goofball but yeah the device has helped in a lot of those ways I am (laughs) smiling so big right now I just I, I love the idea of him watching his animal videos and crawling around like a tiger. I, I mean, that's always like one of my best ways to like get a peek inside Logan's brain is to see what he's watching on YouTube. Cause for the longest time he watched like like silly little cartoons or he would watch um he loved watching like Mickey Mouse and other languages or just like any Disney songs. So I didn't necessarily feel like like I could see what he liked, but lately he's like really expanded and he's been watching do you remember you might be too young but on on food network there used to be a show called yes Unwrapped. i loved that show yeah. oh my gosh logan has been watching old unwrapped videos on youtube of them like you know making like certain he loves like candy so that's not i think that's kind of how he, he segued into it because he used to watch like people unwrapping like candies but now he watches like all these like factory videos of them like you know, making these foods and like packaging them at the factories. And he's like so fascinated by this. And the, the first couple of times I thought maybe it was a fluke, but lately it's like, that's what he's super into. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I love seeing the stuff that they watch on YouTube. Cause it's like, it's just, like I said, it's that little peek in their brain of like, Oh, this is what you're interested in. I right know. Now. I could not agree more. I say that to my husband. I'm like, this is how we like figure out what Levi is into right now. And sometimes like, the things that he's watching, I'm like, oh my goodness, I like, I don't see how you find this as interesting, but I wish I knew exactly why you love this. But he'll even have like certain parts of like videos that I can tell like he wants to get to. But when he's mm-hmm. trying to figure out the YouTube video that he wants, we'll be like, okay, Levi, get your pointer out because we're trying to really work on him pointing um, with one finger. And so he'll go up to the TV and he'll be pointing and like he'll point one way to like go that way and so it's always like a whole ordeal to get um you know the perfect movie or the perfect video and he'll make sure to let you know if it's not the right one but he also has um an ipad that you know he can watch youtube on but um yeah it's never a dull moment that's for sure Absolutely. I I say that all the time. Another thing that that I say a lot, and it was something that you and I had talked about when you were, you know, asking and and talking about wanting to be on the show, 
you had said that that the phrase comparison is a thief of joy like really rings true for you and I know that's something that I've talked about a lot on the show and especially even just like talking about our kids like it's it's interesting you know when you when you see the differences between your own kids but even even so it's it's not like I I really don't compare Logan to the girls because it's like that I think that's where the trouble really lies um but what has that meant to you and how have you kind of like come to that realization absolutely so you know I am I am so thankful that we got his diagnosis when we did. I think a lot of people, you know, who have to wait a lot longer, I can only imagine what that looks like. But for us, that diagnosis kind of started that process of like finally feeling like I didn't have to compare him, at least in my mind, you know, I was comparing him to where he was supposed to be at. And now like, I just really try to embrace all the amazing things that make Levi who he is because he really is like just, I mean, the most special, wonderful little boy. And I feel like once I stopped comparing him to, you know, he needs to meet this milestone or, you know, he should be talking more. Once I kind of move past that and just really, you know, embraced all the things that make Levi who he is, I just started to feel so much peace. And I think a lot of times I tend to be a really futuristic person. So I want to look ahead and what's to come. And I really had to challenge myself to like stop and live in the moment that we're in. Um, And I feel like a lot of times I told my husband I feel like we're in the magical years right now where Levi is still a kid and we can protect him and, you know, kids are still so nice at school and all of that. So I'm just like trying to really embrace those years before like we really get into the hard stuff. And so, um, yeah, I just feel like once you meet your child where they're at and stop putting expectations on them, there's just a lot of peace and a lot of joy that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I literally just, I mean, I mean, constantly I'm, I'm talking to parents who are, like I said, in all different areas of this journey, but there's a mom who I've been talking to a lot lately who her son is like really newly diagnosed and he's very young. They got a really early diagnosis. And I mean, she's just having a hard time, which I totally understand because I know, you know, how I felt back in the beginning. And I, I mean, I think there's so many of us that, that can relate to that. Um, and I just keep saying to her, like, you know, I'm not going to act like there aren't all these challenges, but I'm like, and she's so worried about the future, which I was the same way. I was like constantly thinking about the future when Logan was little and just had a lot of fear around it. And not that I like, I mean, I think it just takes time and and someone telling you something isn't necessarily going to change how you feel, but I just try to tell her like kind of how our life is now and you know, as, as much as there, there are challenges and, you know, we have difficult days, I, I, there's just so much joy and so much love and none of that changes with autism. Like to me, if anything, it just grows. And that's like the one thing, if I can, you know, portray something to through the podcast or like through social media is that like, yes, like there are difficult times and I don't like to, you know, focus on the negative, but I like to share like a full kind of view of everything and really like our family looks different and we have some unique challenges and circumstances, but there, there's just so much joy and so much love. And really at the end of the day, like, I'm just, I'm thankful for every little part of our family. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's when your show helped me so much was when we got that diagnosis, I was just desperate to find someone or see someone who is having a similar experience. Um, because you do kind of feel like, oh, you're on this like different world, like you're in this different world than other people during that, you know, 
really intense time when you first get the diagnosis or are waiting for the evaluation. And I can still remember when I listened to um, the episode where you go and kind of, you know, tell Logan's whole story. And I just remember I was taking my boys on a wagon ride and just sobbing because finally it was like (laughs) there was someone else who had had a similar journey and it just made me not feel so alone. So I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. And I can't tell you how much your show means to me. I anytime like I need to like have because I don't have really any friends that have kids um, who are autistic right now. So like when I need to hear someone who's having, you know, similar experiences, your show brings so much comfort to me. Oh, I, I'm just like smiling. I'm all like warm hearted. Thank you so much for saying that. That really means so much. Um, and that's exactly why I do the show because I know that what you're saying, like that desperately wanted to talk to somebody. That was totally how I felt. And it, it really is very isolating, especially in the beginning. Or like you said, if you don't have, have friends who, you know, have, kids on the spectrum and you're surrounded by like just typical everything it really does get so lonely so yeah if the show can provide comfort or anything um i'm thrilled to hear that so thank you so much for sharing that do you want to share where people can find you and connect absolutely um so you can find me on instagram um i have an instagram where we kind of share um levi's journey and a lot of stuff with like his aac device and i kind of started it um as I made videos of us doing like um, sign language so that my family could learn different signs to do with Levi. But that is um, learning with Levi um, on Instagram. I love it. Well, thank you so much for just coming on and sharing your story. I, like I said, I, I love talking to people at all different points in the journey. And even though, you know, Levi's diagnosis is pretty new, I just love hearing your whole perspective and outlook because I feel like it's so you're I think just think you're doing awesome. And I think it's gonna be really inspiring for people listening who are, you know, in a similar place to you or waiting for the diagnosis and just knowing that A, that there's other people out there who are like in a similar spot, but B, like just seeing your your whole perspective, I think is gonna be really helpful. Oh, thank you, Megan. I cannot thank you enough for letting me come on. This has been so nice getting to share our story. Aw. Well, I love chatting with you and you you take care. Bye. All right. Bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue. And those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Emily. Isn't she just a doll? I really had the best time chatting with her. And like I had said at the top of the show, she's just always so kind and supportive. And she's one of those people that... I'm so happy to have connected with and I'm so appreciative because like so many of you, I, I'm in like almost constant contact (laughs) with many of you listening with several of you. And especially, you know, when we're dealing with a difficult season, it's just so nice knowing that you have people in your corner who, who get it and have been there and just can like rally around you and support you. So I hope I can do that for you guys too, whether you, you know, reach out to me directly or just listening to the podcast. I had somebody tell me today that it's like 
just listening to one of her girlfriends or like having a chat with a girlfriend. And honestly, that's like always my goal. (laughs) That's always my main goal is that I just want it to be like something that you can relate to and have fun listening to. And, you know, I know we're, we're talking about like heavy stuff here and especially if it's like a newer diagnosis, I know it can feel heavier, but I want there to be like a lighthearted aspect to our conversations because, you know, this is just our lives. This is just our normal. So I hope I can take a little bit of that heaviness out for you, at least sometimes. (laughs) Um, But that is all for today. Definitely connect with Emily. Follow their journey on Instagram at Learning with Levi. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I always love hearing from you guys. I am currently lining up interviews over the next few weeks trying to kind of get ready for summertime um I will be honest I'm thinking about maybe doing like a summer series of more kind of like mini episodes um just with me only because scheduling interviews over the summer is a little more of a challenge especially this summer because Logan is not doing any camps we have summer school but the days are shorter So when I'm home with all three kiddos, it is definitely more of a challenge. So I have a few interviews already kind of in the vault and some that are lined up. But yeah, I'm toying around with this idea of just doing kind of more like mini solo episodes with just like, you know, topics or updates, things like that. Let me know how you guys feel about that. Um, Like I said, next week is going to be the Hot Topics episode about difficult or challenging behaviors. I'm saying next week, but it could be the next two weeks. I have to look at my lineup and see (laughs) what's coming up. But definitely if you have a difficult behavior that you would like to share that I could share on the show, I can share these anonymously. Um, Just talking about like different challenges, challenging behaviors that your your kiddos have. Uh, I would love to hear those. And I think that's all for now. (laughs) So again, always never hesitate to reach out. Send me a message if you're interested in being a guest. An email probably is the best way to do that with a little bit of backstory. Let me know what you'd like to talk about if you come on the show. That would be amazing. And yeah, that's all for now. So until next time, take care. Mm